Welcome to the Beyond Ordinary Woman podcast. Every two weeks, we'll post a podcast version of one of our free training videos, but you can access them now at beyondordinarywomen.org. This episode or series includes downloadable information on our website, beyondordinarywomen.org. Go to resources on the main menu and click on podcast slash video extras. Enjoy the podcast. I'm Kelly Matthews and we're back with Sharifa Stevens. Welcome. Thank you for um, tuning in to our video on, video series on uh, leading through racial reconciliation. So on this series, on this video, we're going to talk about how to be a bridge builder. So more practical steps to um, pulling us together, you know, like it's a big social issue. We hear it on the news. We hear all these things going on out there and we feel helpless. Mm -hmm. Uh, What can I do in my own little world to fix all of them? Well, we can't, right? Right. But there's got to be a way to move out of my little world into yours or into my neighbors um, and to move towards a Christ-like uh, sense of unity with another. Mm-hmm. So let's talk some practical steps. What have you found to be effective? Uh, maybe, you know, in your own relationships. Right. Um, well, it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to talk in clinical terms about this because I literally have skin in the game. But um, I know that in my own relationships and my relationship courtship with my husband, yeah. these these issues came up. I you would know? imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, explain to everyone. Maybe they haven't. Seen my husband it. is white. So so um, not only is he white, but I was like the first black person that he had a friendship with. So my short answer for how how we respond is um, to remember that we're family. And um, when we remember that we're family, we remember that we're in relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Reconciliation is this beautiful movement of both sides towards each other. It's not the movement of like one side toward another. Mm-hmm. Right, like come and meet me where I am. It's this beautiful movement towards each other. And I think that I can list um, resources like, and there are plenty, like there's the the best thing you can do is see if you have a Be The Bridge group or another um, Christian-based racial reconciliation group is that, to join. Did they have a website, is that be the bridge dot? org.com something like that be a bridge builder okay but i don't know so check our resource sheet yes we are going to have a list of all these resources for you you could also find be the bridge on facebook okay and so that's a facebook um group that you can um what do they have to join what do they do so this be the bridge is this intentional uh reconciliation via small group Okay. So they have a curriculum, they have a discussion guide. Okay. And so for each small group meeting, they uh, go through one of the units in this discussion guide that talk about things like family history, um, works of, of fiction and nonfiction that 
that highlight different aspects of American history and culture, uh, where God fits in with the trajectory of reconciliation as a whole and racial reconciliation specifically. And it's a really good way for people who want to talk but don't know how to start mm -hmm. to start okay. because the curriculum is already there. One of the best ways, I think, one of the best resources that we have as believers is other believers. All right, explain. So one thing that benefits us all, not just white people, mm -hmm. all people, is to have relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. I think that when we have relationships with other people, it's harder to pigeonhole them, to stereotype them. It's harder for them to do the same for us. Right. And so I know um, with my husband, I was the first black person he had a friendship with, and he married me. <laughs> but um, but that, that relationship that we developed mm -hmm. was a hard-won relationship in that he and I both had to work through what our differences were, whether those differences were scary or whether they were just cultural differences mm -hmm. like and and it, in the course of that relationship uh, the differences became normalized mm -hmm. like these these differences are not sin right right so whether it's dating or not, or just friends, or right. getting to know someone of a different race, right. I that's kind of. Let's be, yeah, yeah, thank you. But all relationships, we're going to be enriched by people from a different culture, different yes. race, different country, whatever. Yes. So being open to something different is key. Right. And by the same token, you said we'll be enriched, mm -hmm. so we will be impoverished. If we don't. Right. Yes. This is actually really self-interested. Well, I would say it's church health or, or personal health exactly. and societal health uh, overall. But the key is to start small, to start in your circle. Yes. So as a parent, helping your children, uh, encouraging them to have friends of you know, anyone. I love, I have to tell you, my kids, we had this one African-American child across the street. And we've been there for 10 years, and so has he. So when my three-year-old made friends with the three-year-old, well, he was four, um, he didn't know how to describe him. He'd come home and say, well, I was playing with the, the boy with the brown eyes yes. and, the, and, the, and the blue T-shirt. Yes. And he didn't use his skin color as the original one difference. And I always thought that was the really coolest thing. And now my younger son, who's only seven, and now this other boy is thir 13, he does the same thing, and he just, when the name escapes him, he's like, you know, and he, he won't say the boy with the dark skin or anything like that. And I just, I love that. But See, and I, w I wouldn't mind being described by my skin color. I don't mind at all. But I like that it's not the one thing. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. that's my friend. Yes. You know, that's, that's the first mm, thing. Right. But part of, part of how we normalize is to, to have the conversations, because yeah. we usually don't discuss the things that are taboo. Okay. And so the more we talk about it, oh, you know, the person with the brown eyes mm -hmm. or the person with the caramel skin yeah. or the person with the strawberry blonde curls, you right. know, mm -hmm. yeah, these are all aspects of um, image bearing that we all have. And it's unique and it's beautiful and, and it's not sin. 
Right. You know? So we just So even if your your babies did say, Oh, the the boy with the dark skin, oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Cause we do. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I like that it's not the only thing they know. Right. You know? Or it's, it's not like person. shot gasp. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Right. So we're going to have to wrap up here. And um, I know we could talk all day. But I like the idea of starting small. And that if we're going to work through or make our country better or make the church look more like Jesus, mm -hmm. that it's going to start with you and me and with me and another friend or a small group and we have to be intentional i think yes and I, would you jesus say was intentional both sides? both it... both both sides i think our audience is probably primarily white maybe for now mm -hmm. um and i think that we need to model jesus and jesus is a pursuer mm -hmm. and he didn't pursue the comfort he didn't pursue the ease. He didn't um, come in a rich family. He didn't come in a position of power. Mm -hmm. And so if, if Jesus is a person who, who came to seek and save and, and, and scraped the margins and, and wanted right to go in. make sure the entire world was included in that salvation, then this is how we, that, this is how we operate. Mm -hmm. This is how we as his followers operate as well. And starting small is just like what Jesus did, because it's yeah. not like he, he didn't bring in the 3,000 at Pentecost. Yeah. He, he, he started with the 12, yeah. and the 12 is what multiplied. We don't need to worry about numbers. We just need to worry about being faithful where we are right. with our spheres of influence. Like the parable of the talents. Like you know? the parable of the yeah. talents, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let me close this up here. Uh, we, we talked about practical resources, and we are going to have a list for you on the website. So be sure to go to the website and download. Uh, there'll probably be, you know, organizations you can turn to, books you can read, videos you can watch, that sort of thing. So we encourage you to go to that and um, contact the ministry if you want to speak further about this issue or ask questions um, and seek more more resources or counsel. So thank you, Sharifa, for thank joining you, Kelly. us. It was this a pleasure. Really good. So and just just amazing. Thanks for listening to the Beyond Ordinary Women podcast. You can find more podcasts and information about women in leadership by going to beyondordinarywomen.org. This podcast was produced by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries. Our production team includes Evelyn Babcock, Kay Daigle, Kay Halligan, Deborah Herring, Sharifa Stevens, and John Sparks. Theme music, Back in Stride by Don Miller, used by courtesy of Christine Miller.